About a year ago, Hyperkin released their answer to the GameCube dongle that transports Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games from that tiny little screen, straight to your hopefully somewhat larger television screen. The Retron Square didn't receive glowing reviews upon release however, as customers experienced a series of issues, particularly relating to the Game Boy Advance emulation. A little over a year has passed, and Hyperkin has since released updates to rectify the situation, but have they done enough? I raised my hand to be your guinea pig and got my paws on one of these systems recently. Here is what I found, and unfortunately, it's not all good news. The journey began by firing up the compact square contraption with a classic Game Boy game, Street Fighter 2. Upon discovering that the only thing that's better than Street Fighter 2, is Street Fighter 2 on a 65 inches 4K television, I was pleasantly surprised by the standard of the emulation and promptly lost track of the following few hours. The picture looked crystal clear, and there was no input lag to speak of allowing for the smooth and precise feeding of butts. Eventually I remembered what I was actually supposed to be doing, and moved on to testing out a few more games, Game Boy Advance games this time. This is where things started to go a little downhill. One of my driving factors for making this purchase was that I wanted to play one of my favorite Game Boy Advance games on the big screen The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. Unfortunately for me, this particular game seems to be one of the few that this system just doesn't want to play. At first, the Retron Square didn't seem to respond to the Minish Cap at all. But after a few resets and a lot of patience, the Square finally seemed to accept its presence, and began the download. My hopes went from 0 to 100 in the space of a couple of seconds, and promptly crashed back down to Earth as I read the error message Save Data Corrupted. I was prepared for this. As the Retron Square works by essentially downloading the game itself and running it off its own system rather than off of the cartridge, I knew that porting save data wasn't a possibility. So if you were planning on finally catching them all on your childhood Pokemon Leaf Green save file, you won't be able to do it here. But in the case of the Minish Cap, it wouldn't let me create a new save file either. Convinced I was doing something wrong, not that there is much room to mess up between putting the game in the hole and turning the system on, I turned to everyone's most trusted mentor, Reddit forums. It does seem like other people have had the same issue with the same game, so at least I'm not alone, but I won't pretend to understand why the Retron Square seems to be unable to play this particular game. Nevertheless, I sucked up my disappointment put my big girl pants on, and continued on my quest. Luckily for me and many others, the Retron Square's method of downloading the game's software and running it independently has solved a problem that has plagued Game Boy owners for years, the dreaded flat battery scenario. These cartridge games were installed with a watch-sized battery that eventually drains over time. Unlike your average AAA, these batteries involve a certain set of skills to replace as they are soldered in there. Meaning that for your average consumer without any notable soldering experience or equipment, your game is as good as dead when the battery is. Of course you can still play the game, but the battery is responsible for your save file. So without an operating battery, you are unable to save your game. 
insert a high school aged me, struggling to complete my playthrough of Pokemon Crystal while simultaneously trying to traverse the rocky waters of puberty and school, while also making sure my Game Boy never turned off or went flat, I wouldn't recommend it. The Hyperkin Retron Square has all but brought my copy of Pokemon Crystal back to life, and for that I am forever grateful. Apart from the obvious and initial disappointment of not being able to play the game I purchased the system for, all of the other Game Boy Advance titles I tested worked pretty well. There was a moment when I first loaded up UGO Worldwide Edition where the whole screen was strobing like it was at one of those parties I never got invited to, but once I reset the system it worked fine. For the most part, a majority of the games I tested worked well, and looked great. It really seems like most of the issues with the Game Boy Advance emulation have all but disappeared with the updates released by Hyperkin. Upon release, the Game Boy Advance games were forced into the 4 to 3 aspect ratio of the Game Boy, and we have all heard the saying, you can't fit a slightly larger rectangle into a square hole. So I am glad to report that this is no longer the case. The native aspect ratio for the Game Boy Advance games was spot on. One of the coolest things about the Hyperkin Retron Square is that you are able to change the aspect ratio from 4 to 3 to 16 to 9 with the flick of a switch on the back. So you are finally able to really enjoy your Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games in widescreen. While widescreen worked great for the Game Boy Advance games, I wouldn't recommend it for the Game Boy games for the simple reason that, once again, you can't perfectly fit a square into a slightly larger rectangle hole. There was just something about the chubby character models and stretched out text that was slightly unsettling. There is no doubt that Hyperkin has been working hard to iron out all the kinks that came with the Retron Square, and for the most part, they have done a great job. The picture was clear, and more majestic than ever now in 720p rather than a measly 144p. The controller is comfortable and mirrors the design of the adorably small console well, while operating with no noticeable input lag. Out of 10 games tested, 9 and a half of them played smoothly, with no graphical or input issues. The half goes to UGO, since it did work perfectly the second time around. Overall, 95% is a score I would have been proud to receive at university, so Hyperkin should be pretty proud too. Playing these classic Game Boy games without the cramped hands and squinty eyes was totally worth the 143 Australian dollars it costs, and it probably would be for you too, unless of course you're only interested playing the Minish Cap. We're going to have to wait a little longer for that update, if it ever comes.